Hey, hey, Records hey. is the best hip hop name in the world. <laughs> yeah, but it's a little white guy. I know. So it's kind of funny. Actually, when I was looking at the the most the adorable, cast. like fragile little kid. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, welcome to Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my right, James. And our studio audience is leaving right now. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Yay! I have one. Girls are going to talk about boys, unicorns, and MySpace.com. Um, They're not going to talk about us, are they? Nah, probably. They're going to talk about how awesome we are. Oh, all right. I'm cool with that. So that's good. Uh, we saw The Sitter this week. We did. And Brad's not here. He is in Brad's Washington, D.C. Uh, What's he doing? He's playing uh, cards. Uh, poker? Yes. He's, he's part of the uh, World Poker Tour. Oh, and, all right. And he's also going to go to Red Bank, New Jersey hopefully, and go to Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. That is badass. And he's gonna, I'm, I'm jealous. I know he's going to call me. I told him just to buy me a random Spider-Man comic with maybe if they have like a stamp on it from it or, you know, like... Oh, yeah. So, something something legit that would have their symbol or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Like, it could be like the backing board says, you know, um, the secret stash on it or something oh, like dude, that. Oh, dude, yeah. Like a pack of boards. Yeah. If they said... I mean, they probably don't, but... Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, yeah. Mile High Comics has the stamps on the top, so I was hoping that maybe they would. Or Oh, that'd be neat, yeah. Just, you know, so I have a Spider-Man from there. I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, my friend got this for me. But yeah. whatever. Uh, well, I did... If he hears that, he should do that for me, too. That'd be cool. Okay, I'll you know send what? him a text. I will, uh, yeah, I'll send him the text after, because I'm going to try to upload this to him, and hopefully he can get it. If not, you might hear this a few days later. Sorry, Real Nerds fans. Oh, yeah, you know, um, whatever. And I, I don't think anybody is like, rushing to find out reviews on this movie so they can go see it this weekend. Yeah, This, so I think this weekend right. is kind of a lull before the, the, the deluge that begins next oh, week. very much so. I was going to have another real mail, but Erin didn't email me, even though I ran into her at the bank, and she said she was going to. She was oh. going to email us her review of Breaking Dawn. <laughs> and, uh, Erin, you're the best. She's not listening. She, I know. She said she was going to download it, and hopefully she will. But uh, since think, we don't... I think she's just flirting with you. Maybe she you. is. She gave me her number. I haven't gotten a girl's phone she number. She has not. She gave you your number? Does your wife know? Yeah, I told him. Of course oh. I told my wife. <laughs> Good. Um, You've watched enough sitcoms that you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully she'll email me. I know. I haven't got a girl's number in four years. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, but anyways, real news. It's real news. It's actually there's, there's, there's some cool there's stuff. Quite a bit of little stuff. Um, yeah. Also, with something that's kind of interesting, and uh, I don't know if how many people find it interesting, but I was reading an interview with Robert Downey Jr. and he was just given the script for Iron Man three, and oh, he really? said it's the best script he's read in five years. No way. And, and then when you Sometimes people say that, you know. Yeah. And but then he went like, to like who was it? There was just a comedy that oh um uh uh what's his name? It was on Arrested Development. Uh, uh, Jason Bateman uh -huh. called the changeup change the funniest script he's read in however many years. And I was yeah. like, you were on Arrested Development, dude. You're <laughs> yeah. not allowed to say that. Yeah, but you know when someone says that, you tend to throw it away. But he went on to elaborate. Yeah. And he said, um, you know, Iron Man one had a great energy to it. Iron Man two was fun. But it, it lacked a little bit. Yeah. And, and he's being honest, and I still think Iron oh, Man yeah. 2 is a good movie. I do too, but I think and, he's right. And then he went on to The Avengers, and he said, well, The Avengers isn't my movie. It's about That's the true. team. And the script, he said, for The Avengers is amazing. But he was Better just given be. the script to Iron Man 3, and he said, it's the best script you read in five years. And he said, five years ago, too, if you asked me if a superhero movie could be artistic, I would say no. And... That this script is one of the best I've read says a lot about the how the genre has evolved. Oh, that's right, because it's the Shane Black script. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm so excited for um, that. You might be able to read it if you're on uh, Slash Film. I think that's where I read it on. But it's a really interesting thing that he said. And yeah, absolutely. And so I'm kind of excited because I think he goes from Avengers. Um, I think he's shooting one more movie. I forget what movie he's shooting. He's shooting Iron Man three. And it's funny that you said that because the first thing you said when you said in the past five years, I thought. When was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Like, was mm -hmm. that, you know... Not that I think that's the best script ever. It's but a cool movie. Yeah. Though. I just was... That was the last Shane Black movie he was in. Yeah. So it is kind of funny that that was my first thought was... Yeah. Wait, but you were in this great movie that I love. Is um, that weird too? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is like his comeback movie that was really kind of under the yeah. radar. But if you... Well, and I think it's sort of set in the... Can like, people knew he was around again yeah. before that. But that that movie was, you know... But sort of what to the sparked. nerds when we say... Watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, that movie's great. It's great. It's one of the most fun movies yeah. I've ever had in, in theaters. Me um, too. Uh, and I've always been a really big fan of um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Um, except for the, the it, except for the you know the bad part of his life, but yeah, he's always good in movies. I, I'm talking about his professional. Career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
so that was kind of cool I, I read and the other thing well hold on because there was one more thing I wanted to say which is that I'm glad that he's saying that because I was a little scared after um, the, I, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before but I am constantly nervous about Marvel because of things like um, when when they asked um, what's his name shit I can't remember names today the guy who directed uh, the first two Iron Mans um, Favreau John Favreau when he stepped down from doing... They asked him to do Avengers and sort of Iron Man 3, and he said, no, I don't want to do those, I want to move off. And there was sort of this sense, as far as I felt, that maybe he didn't necessarily like how much um, control Marvel was trying to have yeah. on the movies. Um, and then the same thing is kind of true now with Thor, where this week we lost a, another director yeah, who didn't want to be on Thor. Um, and and it sort of... It, it makes me feel une- uneasy, so it's... It's nice to hear that somebody's saying, like, no, movies past Avengers are going to be really good, too. Yeah, you know, there is that Um, worry, but at the same time, I think why the Marvel movies are so successful is because they do have someone like Kevin um, Feige, whatever the fuck his name is, um, keeps them under his control. Yeah. I I mean, it it probably is frustrating for an artist like Patty Jenkins, who's said, you know, this is what I want to do with Thor. And they probably come and say, uh, "You can't do that." Yeah, that we have specific rules that you have to follow. The the you know the story has to hit this many beats. There has to be action at this point, yeah. and you can fill it in with whatever characters you want after that. Right. And I, I think that's why their movies are more successful than the DC movies because yeah, I, and that's the thing. I think they've all been good enough, and some of them really, really great. Like some of them among my favorite. Uh, Comic book movies. It just makes me worried, and it's good. Yeah. The the other thing is, like, I'm so excited for a Shane Black Iron Man movie. I don't know what that looks like, but just the idea of this, you know, yeah, it just sounds great. And so I like the idea of the future of Marvel movies being one where, yeah, maybe a John Favreau comes in and makes a couple good movies, and he. And people are like, oh, man, I'm so excited about those. But then he can move off, and somebody else can come in and make Favre, his own version of something. He's sitting on his producer, though, so he... Uh, yeah, he is, because uh, he wants to make money. Yeah. I mean, he, you, don't, you don't completely jump off of a franchise no. that so, you birthed. I think... Um, but, yeah, you're right, because you're always... Um, with movies now, though, it's kind of gone away from the sequel problem, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's so much money riding on them. And people now know exactly how to make cool movies. Yeah, and and they they know that they have to they have to focus on story on exactly. the sequels, especially with comic book movies. And movies, you know, and that's not always like true. Spider Man and Batman Begins really helped solidify that, and yeah. X, the first X Men. Oh yeah, because you know all three of those have better sequels. Exactly, because you know you're they realize that huh maybe if we make comic book movies not goofy. Yeah, that people will actually enjoy them, and they'll make tons of money. Yeah, and of course the you know first X Men is really the first one, and people like to say Blade, which kind of was, but the yeah. first X Men I think was the one that it was the first mainstream film because yeah. Blade unfortunately is is really in a rated R sort of vampire exactly. movie that you know falls into the really sort of action hero. horror. Yeah, it falls into an action horror genre that doesn't it doesn't have to deal with some of the same stuff the comic books have to deal with, like origin stories. Well, I mean it does, but Not it's really, different. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, I was going to segue into uh, Patty Jenkins leaving Thor two, yeah. um, but they're looking at a couple other directors and yeah, I, nobody I, they've named yet is as exciting as Kenneth Branagh was. No, um, which I, I like the direction they're going because mm-hmm. that is a franchise where I want them to have a Kenneth Branagh kind of director. Yeah, you on have there, to, but you really do because you know the thing. Shit, that I was, just want Kenneth Branagh yeah. back. What, what made Thor so successful? I think is you, you have these fantastical elements, but you keep... Um, the, the characters are the most important part. Yeah. You know, there, there's that part where Thor is trying to save Loki on the Rainbow Bridge, and Loki doesn't want anything to do with it because he'll never be as good as Thor. And, you know, those extra beats that Brana keeps the camera on oh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston as Loki, you know, is awesome. And, when, you can, and just the way that he treats dialogue in that movie, especially... There's a scene, I've been talking about it since I saw it, the scene when Loki finds out that he's actually a frost giant and he's, yep. like, screaming at his father, like, you know, this is what, and he, like, breaks his father's heart in that scene. It's yep. it's amazing. And you never expect that kind of drama and that kind exactly. of attention paid to drama in a comic book movie. And that's why and that's, he uh, excelled at it. And that's yeah. why I think they have, why having talented filmmakers make these movies really elevates oh, yeah. them. Oh, absolutely. So, um... What do you got for me this week, James? Uh, beyond that, did you see the trailer for Lockout? 
No. I just want to bring this up because I thought it was... I, I don't know why this, like, really excited me. It was a really cool trailer. Uh, it was uh, Guy Pierce, and it's like a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about it, but it's a really cool trailer. People should check it out at some point. Cool, I will. Um, yeah, I don't know why it just grabbed my attention. It looks like sort of a quiet sort of sci-fi action movie in space that cool. I'm going to be really excited for. You know what trailer um, I saw today that is terrible is the three stooges oh okay yeah we're gonna talk about the bad one i wanted to leave the theater i'd already yeah. seen the trailer oh really i, knew, I haven't yeah. seen it i oh man i wanted to get out of the theater because i was like this is the one of the worst trailers i've seen i can't in a believe long time. the guys who made there's something about mary makes shit like that well the thing is like those guys when they started that movie had such high hopes for it and we've seen yep. so many like so many actors leave that project well so many things yeah. change about that project that you're just going like there's no way this could ever turn out good and then to see it like the jokes are like, oh, there's a nun and she's in a swimsuit. And oh, well, I mean, she's actually a Victoria's Secret model, but she's playing a nun and oh, get it? Like, she's attractive. Like, that's the joke. What I just yeah, said wasn't a joke, but that is a joke in the movie. Yeah, you know, people are worried because it's really PG. I think the Three Stooges can be PG because it's just slapstick humor. Yeah. Because you, you don't need the cussing and the gross stuff, but it's. But like it the, can't. They don't play it like. They're not making some kind of modern slapstick where it would actually yeah, be funny. I agree. They're doing callbacks to old jokes that, that not only aren't funny when you call back to them but don't play anymore exactly. like nobody does slapstick anymore because it's not 1930 and, and it just seems really um amateurish like even oh, in the even in the when you see a trailer and the direction seems bad oh yeah like it's a straight to dvd movie yeah. you just oh. i leaned over to shana i said i would rather see a sequel to a beethoven movie than that because that's <laughs> what it felt like to me it felt like a directed dvd like sequel to some garbage that was bad the first time i mean beethoven the dog is cute, but that movie's not good. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, it's good. Uh, but yeah, th- I thought you were going to talk about the good trailer that we got this week. Which, after like, I think three years in the can, maybe only two, yeah. and a lot of flip-flopping back and forth between trying to make it into 3D, Cabin in the Woods got a trailer yeah, this week. Yeah, and how... I, I, I had only, no idea. I, I was going to say that I've read about the movie, yeah. but I guess i didn't know about the movie yeah because obviously i'm a huge joss whedon fan and i i love his brother and it i i don't know like the the movie seems you can't even really it seems i don't know know where to put yeah no like when i read about it i thought it was going to be cabin fever like Mm -hmm. a horror movie about people in the woods and like shit goes wrong and then they kill each other (laughs) honestly when they showed the 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 camera coming up to the cabin it looks like the cabin from evil dead no what's even worse is the shot the scene right before that when like the the people pull up to the gas station mm-hmm. i was like it's fucking creature yeah like we just i just saw this movie yeah. joss whedon's making a creature like i don't want to see that and then i realized like oh well they're also playing on these tropes yeah you know especially I... when it goes sci-fi then i'm like yeah, exactly. what is going on i want to see that movie so bad because i have no idea what's happening exactly in it. and it reminds me of buffy because you see, you know, you, they go into this cabin, and all of a sudden there's these guys controlling these things in the cabin, but then these monsters happen. Yeah. And then there's some grid around them. So yeah. It, you have, they're, on a holo, they're on a holodeck. There's water zombies. It's, they're in a cabin. There's sex going on. I don't know. what I don't, I don't know. I, I have see to it. see it. I want to see I it. I absolutely have to see it. And it's got Chris Hensworth and that guy who was on Dollhouse. Yeah. Um, and it's. I actually think it's probably has been perfect for them to wait as long as they've waited. Uh, well, just be because stars. now Chris Hensworth is a star. Uh, the other guy's not a star, but yeah. you know he's awesome. Um, I'm. But, I'm so excited. Yeah. I hope that movie does well in all the Me ways too. that Joss Whedon and Jed Whedon need to be successful. Exactly, and because um, you know it got stuck in limbo because it's going to be released by MGM. Then MGM got bankrupt. Right. And then th- that movie wasn't even going to come out. Yeah. And then Lionsgate came in and said, "We'll distribute it." And they said, "Okay, give us I don't know twenty five million bucks, and it's yours." And then they wanted to turn it into 3D. Yep. You know? And it is Jed Whedon, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I get his brothers confused, because there's a lot of them. Or two. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other weird thing, and you won't care about this as much as I do, but it, it's a little unsettling to me. Vince, Vince Gilligan this week, uh, who's the creator of... He was on X-Files for a while, yeah, and, and now he, he created Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. Uh, he said this week that he doesn't know how Breaking Bad's going to end. Huh. Which means that he hasn't really had it planned out in such a way. And it it feels weird to me. Um, I, mean, I understand what he might be saying. If he's simply saying, like, you know, we're sort of writing it as we go and things are going to change as they yeah. as we write them so we don't really know how it's going to end. 
but for him to have spent as four seasons on this show and not yeah. have an idea of where he's going, and I don't think that's what he's saying. No. But the way he said it is a little unsettling. Yeah, you know, um, too, people like that, and I'm sure you know because you're such a writer, sometimes your characters will take you places where you never expected them to go. Absolutely. Um, so I, I can see maybe why he's like, I don't know how it's going to end because maybe this guy surprised me. And, I, and, and based on where season four ends... It, it may very well be that, like, he thought he knew where it was going to end, and then he wrote himself to this one place at the end of season four where he realized <laughs> that character was not who he thought that character was, huh. and now that whole ending has shifted. But it was just weird to have somebody come out and say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, like, or too, even if he's really true, excited because it? he doesn't know where it's going to go, you know, he could be, yeah. say, well, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm kind of excited to see where my mind takes myself to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that because, I mean, I'm not as uh, big a writer as you, but sometimes when I create things, yeah, you, yeah. You, you get in the thing where you, you visualize it and then Absolutely. it totally goes a different and way. And that's, that's the way that it should be. It's a healthy way to write. But, you know, um, it, it, on um, the inverse that, you know, they have uh, – I watched an interview with J.K. Rowling who wrote Harry Potter. And Harry Potter, Danny Radcliffe, who played him, asked her, he said, do you know how it was going to end? She said, I didn't know how it was going to get there, but she knew that uh, – uh, Haggard would be carrying Harry's body, and everyone would think he was dead, but he wasn't. So she knew that that's a moment at the end of the books that she wanted to have. Hmm. So she had that clear vision of holding in the innocence yeah. of it. So I mean, yeah, and the, the the problem with having a having a place that you know you're going is when you when you stop simply writing and you start writing towards something. Yeah. That that's when you're you're starting to force characters to do certain things. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I, I'm i not bringing this up because I'm in any way worried about season five of mm-hmm. Breaking Bad because that show is so well written that I, I, I have no worries at all. Like, I know he's going to blow me away. In the New Entertainment um, Weekly, Stephen King says it's the greatest show of this year. And he said quite possibly in a long time. I, this is number one definitely, pop culture thing this year. It's definitely one of my favorite shows that I've ever watched. Hmm. Um, it, it's... And, you know, I got to sort of wait until it's over because I think something about the way that this show works for me is reliant on how it's going to end. Because at a certain point, like, it is a story about a normal guy who is going, turning evil, really. Like, uh, the only way I can see it going from here is that he becomes this horrible gangster that I don't like at the end. Huh. And at a certain point, if, if they don't complete that in a way that I still sympathize with him, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm going to have problems with it. But, like, I mean, because right now, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he has done horrible shit now. Mm. Like, he's done things that I have a hard time forgiving him for. Yeah. Um, and that, that makes it really hard. To, it's, it's a brilliantly written I show, and I can't about, stop watching uh, Lock and Lost. Yeah. Because... Well, especially at the end. Yeah, because <laughs> you, even before, you know... When he was a faith-driven character, yeah. you were like, "I don't. I'm not necessarily on your side." But, but you understand I like him you. because you know when he you found out he was in a wheelchair and he could walk, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" This you can understand how he's that way. And then he becomes this leader, and you get it on board. Then he goes really dark, and you kind of stop liking him. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's it's a great character. I, I, he's one of my favorite characters in TV. But speaking of Harry Potter. The last little bit of news is sort of follow up to last week, which is that this week United yeah United uh, Universal Studios announced that they are expanding the Harry Potter section of their their theme park, which will include like I don't know fucking Diagon Alley or some shit that I don't give a shit about. It's already there. But well, all right, so they're gonna ex- they're gonna expand some other stuff, yeah. um, and that kind of confirms that they're ripping out Jaws so they can expand Harry Potter, which. Yeah. Not okay with it. No, it, 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 this is coming from someone who loves Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I really do. But um, if someone asked me this week, you called Chief Brody one of your favorite exactly, heroes ever. Exactly, like, and that's and that's why too. Because if you um, put a gun to my head and you said choose Jaws or Harry Potter, come on, I didn't even have to think about Jaws. Yeah, because th- there's that movie is so amazing, and uh, being even a, a, a child watching that movie. I knew it was an amazing movie, yeah. and growing up and watching it, it's an amazing movie. Yeah. And you uh, you appreciate it more as you, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I always loved, mm-hmm. but as I've been watching it, I've watched it like three times this year. But as I watch it more, I just love it more. Oh, and absolutely. The same thing with Jaws. And I read an interview with Steven Spielberg this week in Entertainment Weekly. So this week I've been going back and watching Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah, love them. And he's amazing. And Jaws, he's absolutely is amazing. So amazing. And I love Chief Brody. He's one of my favorite characters ever because. Um, I really didn't go into too much description on my blog, but you know, you talk about the scene with the kid. I love that scene. Mm. I love the scene um, 
when he's talking with the mayor and he's going to close the beaches anyways because you know what people are dying yeah and then i love the scene when they're in the boat and quint tells a story about you know whatever and then he goes out i just love that he stands up to that shark and he's terrified of water and he he just kicks ass i love chief brody yeah um and it's, it's funny i'm pretty sure i've said this before but um it's it's fascinating to me because I feel like you know we talk about Steven Spielberg like oh yeah how great is he but I don't think anybody appreciates him and, and adores him the way that they should in, when you compare him to like the way people you hear people talk about like Christopher Nolan and people exactly, like that I who agree. are really hot right now and the thing is you're, you're forgetting that Steven Spielberg has basically informed the way that entire generations view film oh, yeah. because there was uh, I don't know if you've watched yet but the in the featurettes on uh, the Super 8 disc oh, yeah. there's one little uh, clip where um, when, they're, when they're filming at the, the one kid's house uh, Steven Spielberg showed up on set that day yep. and, and JJ's talking about how Steven would come on set and he would just like you know he's not he's just hanging out and, and whatever and then all of a sudden he would say like oh you know what would be really great is a shot from like here of this and JJ would be, just be like you're right absolutely that's an amazing shot and you realize like Steven Spielberg doesn't he's not flashy he's not anything he just puts the camera right where it's supposed to be yeah. You know, and you never you never disagree with any of his shots. They're never flashy. They're never in nope. your face. They don't stand out to you. They're just perfect. He can tell a story though amazingly through oh, yeah. a camera. That's the thing. Like nothing is ever. Re- I mean, things are wrong in his movies from time to time, but in like weird, you know, in ways that you expect from a Steven Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. not in ways that are like, oh, that was that was a misstep or something like that. You know? Yeah. No. He, um, my favorite director, Sam Raimi. Um, just because I like I like his style, but yeah. if I had to choose a, an equal favorite <laughs> is Steven Spielberg because yeah. he you're right he he shaped my childhood. I mean I I can't tell you how thrilling it is when you saw Jurassic Park. And oh yeah. So it's yeah, and I, I was reading an Especially, interview. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you know Harrison Ford was supposed to be Doctor Grant? No. Yeah. He, I wouldn't have liked that. He, I love Sam Neill. Yeah. If he uh, that's who as you have to read this interview I had with him he had his artists paint him as Dr. Grant running from a T-Rex. He sent him a script and the book and said, uh, hey, uh, Harrison, I want you to do this. I want you to be Dr. Alan Grant. And he said, it's not for me, pal. Huh. Interesting, huh? Yeah, that's fascinating. So It's funny. I was just talking to my mom about this, about, um, you know, making top ten lists and how you compare movies like that. And I was saying, like, when I do that, I always take out the Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones and Back to the Future mm-hmm. and Star Wars, the original Star Wars, because those movies are all so close to me and they're so important. Um, and I feel like when I talk about my favorite directors, I, I do the same thing with Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I take him out because he is in a completely different league. Yeah. You know, even, even from the guys who are the greats, you know, especially mm-hmm. from the guys who people say are the greats, like Scorsese. Yeah. But even from the guy, you know, your Francis you know, Ford Coppola's it, and stuff can like I that. I say that I, I don't mind Scorsese, but I really don't think his movies are that great. Yeah. You know, some of his older movies are really great. Yeah, yeah. I like some of them, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Lately, his, edit, lately his pacing's always ma- drives me nuts. His pacing oh, yeah, in his movies. Absolutely. Yeah, he's not very good at it. No. You know who is? Steven Spielberg. He's great. Anyway. Anyways. And Jaws, huh, I want the Jaws ride back. I want it back. You know, so that's, that's weak, you know, because... That's that's part of America. That that movie it's is part of like it's, film. The summer blockbusters are because of Jaws. Yeah, yeah. It's really a shame. It is a shame. Um, and I, I I'm gonna try and tell myself that it's not actually that you know nobody goes to the Jaws ride anymore because well, nobody else cares. But when I was there, the line was still long. Good. It should be. Yeah. The movie's so, important. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Go Jaws. Uh, hey, what have you been watching this week, sir? I saw a bunch of shit. Me too. I saw a whole bunch I of shit. I a lot this week. Yeah, well, I'm starting, you know, it's getting close to the end of the year, and i got to start catching up. So I made my list of what movies I want to try and see mm-hmm. as best I can, and uh, I'm going to do my best. So I'm going to sort of jump through some of the ones that I don't need to spend a lot of time on. Um, I saw Hobo with a Shotgun. Brad lent it to me yeah. last week. Uh, and that movie's really fun. It you is know? fun. You know, it's like a grindhouse movie. There's exactly. some weird stuff in it. Um, uh, there's goofy stuff. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I thought there's some parts. Where, I like when he actually got the shotgun. I thought that was a cool scene. Yeah. Um, I'm not crazy about the fact that it kind of le- it, it it presents itself almost like a dystopian future movie. Yeah. Not really as like here's a hobo with a shotgun yeah. in the real world. I agree. I'm not I'm not crazy about that. Yeah. Uh, I Fun you know, movie. Though. I was looking forward to a movie where it's just a hobo with a shotgun yeah. and he you know kills bad guys. Um, yep. But yeah, it was really fun. It's fun. Um, I also rented Green Lantern this week, which mm-hmm. you know. It's it's not bad. It's certainly not bad. I, yeah, I know, even think, like, 
and, and granted, I was watching it on a TV um, on, I think, a DVD. But, uh, you know, the CG is all, for the most part, pretty good. Uh, I yeah. feel like in the theater it might have been unfortunate, well, some of it, but... What I said uh, when me and Brad watched it, it's like blah. Like, there's nothing that really stands out. Yeah. Um, there's some fun there's parts some, in it. Some, like, like I said this, uh, the uh, Parallax. I think that the animation for Parallax and that villain yeah. is cool. And, That's way and better some than of, Like, some of the space stuff is really cool. I think they... When he's on a home planet, I think looks really good, too. Yeah. But yeah. it's... But it's not... I don't know. It's just... It's okay. Yeah, he, him as a character is not great. And I said this at dinner that, I, you know, they, they push the, like, green is will and red and yellow is fear thing mm-hmm. so much that what what could be a cool metaphor turns into, like, just sort of stupid rhetoric. Yeah, you I know? agree. It doesn't actually have any feeling to it. Yeah, it. there's no weight to the story, really, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, and it... Because it's a... Because it's a, like... What, what sort of feels like gods come down from heaven and grant a guy superpowers story... Um, I don't care as much about how Jordan. It feels, yeah. like it, you know, it's just not. Yeah, it's no. Nobody's making a choice, and you know, sure, in Spider-Man, nobody's making a choice. But I would argue, yeah, somebody is. Like, yeah. even well, actually, Spider-Man's a bad example because he makes the wrong choice and pays the price. Yeah. Um, but there are, you know, there are other superheroes where they are they get granted superpowers yeah. by like I agree being bit by something or something Fantastic like that. Fantastic Four. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which you know, and fantastic. I would probably put this as make. I would probably say the Green Lantern is a better movie than the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, you know? I, 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 what I've always said about the Fantastic Four movies, it's definitely better. They crafted. have they have two characters that are really good in it, and that's the Human Torch and the Thing. Um, other than that, it's yeah. flimsy at, at best. Like they're yeah. they're Mister Fantastic. I, I'm, I don't like him. And then yeah, Jessica absolutely. Alba's Invisible Girl. Come on, as a white woman, it's Jessica Alba playing a white woman playing Invisible Girl. Yeah, it's, it's messed up. It is and racist. Um, I also saw Hannah this week, which mm-hmm. is maybe the thing I want to talk about most. Is it just good? because? I, I... Okay, the commercials, for the trailers for that movie were obnoxious. Like mm-hmm. I, re- like I was really curious, but I didn't want to see it or force my friends to go see it mm-hmm. because I knew like those trailers are just obnoxious. But that movie is really pretty good. That's why. Um, it. You know, it's kind of like it's not as good as a Born movie, but it's you know it's sort of trying to be Born with a little girl, um, and that's cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I would recommend people go see it. It's funny, about halfway through, I was thinking, like, man, the score to this movie is really awesome. Like, this is just a great score. And and sometimes it gets in the way because sometimes it feels like the movie is edited to the score in huh. a certain way. Like, it almost starts to feel like a like a, uh, a music video, sure. which is, yeah, whatever. It's a style thing. Um, uh, and then about halfway through, I remembered, oh, that's right, in the trailers, one of the obnoxious things was that they would advertise, you know, Complete new score by the Chemical Brothers. Well, mm. it was cool and probably worth it. Um, <laughs> so people should people should check. I it will out. check that one out. That's one I wanted yeah. to watch for the end of the year. And the last movie that I saw this week, last weekend, I went and saw the Decemberists, or not to the Decemberists, the Descendants, with a couple of my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that movie, you know, it's it's George Clooney and it's directed by Alexander Payne, mm-hmm. who made Sideways, yep. which I hate Sideways mostly because I hate all the characters yeah, in me Sideways. Too. Like I, I, not I, a fan of it. Yeah, I don't like anybody, and so I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm actually kind of rooting for the movie to end, <laughs> and that makes that makes me not enjoy I agree. the movie. It's, it's um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Descendants is interesting because I think it sells itself as like an indie comedy, mm-hmm. and it's really more of a drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to talk about the plot itself because I think that the plot unveils itself very well. Um, there's there's a lot more to what's going on than you think, especially early on. Like little details start coming out, and you go, "Oh, okay, this is way more complicated." Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie's really great. I think if you go in knowing that it's going to be more of a drama, um, plenty of funny stuff, plenty of great characters. There's a there's a kid named Sid who is an awesome character. He's got mm-hmm. some great moments in the movie. Um, but if you, I think if you go in knowing that. Then it'll it'll settle better with you. Um, there's a few awkward performances because Alexander Payne does this thing where he casts local people in his movie. Really? And yeah, it's not great, but uh, still a really good movie, and people should check it out. I heard George I'm, Clooney's really good in it. Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, he's not up in the air good, but it's <laughs> I a fun that this movie. Week. Uh, it's great. Great movie. It's great. I love it. Uh, and the last thing, which is too bad that. All the girls are gone because they would yell at me while I talk about this, or or actually some of them agree. But anyway, this week's Amazing Race pissed me off so much 
<laughs> that I don't even want to watch the finale next week. Wow. Uh, I know you don't watch it, right? I do not. Okay. It's. I mean, it is. It's the best reality show by I've far. Heard. You know, because it's fun because you get to see these other places and mm-hmm. there's some challenges and stuff and. You know, it's still got the same, like, hey, we got these weird people and they're all different kinds. Yeah, at least, like, there's something going on. Um, Well, this week, it ended with, basically, there's four teams left Mm -hmm. at the start of this last week. One of the teams, there's only one team on there that that people really, really love, right? And that team has also pretty much won every challenge up until now, or every episode up until now, just because they're awesome at it, like... There are episodes where they get behind and then they catch up because they're really great at this game. They deserved to win. Mm-hmm. All right? Well, they get to a challenge where basically... I don't want to explain everything about it, but it was a shitty, shitty challenge. And they got it wrong. And so did two other teams. So three out of the four teams did not successfully figure out the puzzle and started to go to the other places. Well, the team everybody likes who were in the lead... Um, they were sort of off by themselves and they went to the wrong place and then they lost a bunch of time. The other three teams were all in a pack, and their their taxi drivers were talking to each other about where they were going. And so, when one of those teams figured out the puzzle properly, that team mem- that team's taxi driver told the other two teams' taxi drivers where uh, they were supposed weak. to be going. And all, those three teams got to the end, and even one of them even bragged about the fact that they defeated the team everybody likes that mm. has been doing so well. And I was like, no, so is that this team isn't eliminated. Yeah, the team everybody likes got kicked off. Hmm. Yeah. So you can't finish last. I don't even know anything about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you finish last, you get kicked off that week. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, whoever gets, whoever's at, you know, wins the race at the end wins a million dollars. But what it means is that basically, because uh, the rules say that you can help any other team and that's not cheating. But this isn't helping. This is three taxi drivers working together. And, <laughs> like, this team gets stiff-armed. While, while two other teams didn't properly complete the challenge, which you do get pen, pen, uh, penalized for. Like, if you don't complete the challenge properly, you lose time at the end, mm. which may have let the team everybody likes win. But it was just it was shitty, and I don't like the way that they treated that. <laughs> and I'll probably watch next season because I like the show, but it made me so mad so <laughs> angry and i have to say like i know i'm talking about this in terms of the team that everybody liked but i think i would still feel like it was shitty and cheating even if it wasn't the people i wanted to see win you gotcha. know uh, but anyway that was everything i watched um, what'd you see this week i watched up in the air um i watched easy a again uh, i'll skip those because i've talked about them last year yeah um but the one movie I I got and I watched again that I absolutely love this year, and you'll hear from me again in a couple weeks, <laughs> um, is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, that's right. I saw you post about it. Yeah, and it's... Did you I, buy it? I did. Can I borrow uh, it? You may borrow All it. All right. Because it's... I just... It, it's cuter than you think it would be, because yeah. there's a... Because the characters who play uh, Tucker and Dale, the actors are amazing in it, and they're really nice guys, and um, if you're a big horror movie fan like me, it's... It's fun because they really play it on the cliches of the horror movie, and there's really funny lines. And I mean, the one the one guy's really scared to talk to girls, and so there's a really cute college girl. These hicks are at a gas station, just like Creature. <laughs> they uh, it literally starts just like Creature, but also Cabin in the Woods, and also Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> but there's it, there's so many funny parts in it, like uh, the college kids are the douchebags, like they always are, but yeah. they're they they're like characters of exa- like exaggerated characters of those characters yeah so they're at the beginning they're all like drinking and talking about the weed they're gonna get and um you see this beat up you know pickup truck behind and it zooms by them and the two hicks like stare at them like <laughs> like they're just like dumb hillbillies with beer in their hand and Dude, it's 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 really funny if you can if you pick up the cliches that they're playing oh, on. And, um, I think one of the most amazing parts of the movie is it's basically a one joke movie about the hillbillies are misunderstood. Yeah, but they're able to play it for an hour and a half, <laughs> and it, it, they also play on the fact that college kids think they know everything. Uh, like the hero girl in it is getting her major in psychology, so she tries to sit down the the two guys to work out their problems over tea, and it's just. It's so ridiculous, but you, you, I'll let you, you watch it. It's funny. Uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, and I also watched um, a bunch of Community. <laughs> I was just going to bring this up because you reminded me, by talking about the 
the college girl who's trying to be a psychologist, you reminded me I also wanted to say that if you're listening to this and you're still not watching Community, you need to watch that show because this week's episode was one of the funniest episodes of television I've ever seen. I have to watch. I, I recorded Period. it, obviously, yesterday. I know. And I it's at work, so otherwise, Otherwise, we would gush about it and I would sing all the songs, but... I heard it's amazing. Oh, man. I... I actually just and I don't want to hype it up too much because then you'll watch it and be no, disappointed. No, I don't. Can. I don't think so community, because it's so smart. Community the shows that I don't think there's a bad show on Community. Um, yeah, an episode, I don't think I guess I've seen, I should say a bad episode of Community. Uh, there are a couple of weaker ones, but they're, they're not still bad. Funny. Yeah, they're still really you know because I actually um, I didn't see the one last week either. So I got I got home last night and I watched it and I did not expect the anime <laughs> foosball part. Oh in yeah, it, in it. right. Classic. Absolutely. It, it, and I'll say this week. This week is you're gonna love it. You're gonna absolutely. And you know, it. I watched partially because with, it's uh, it's it's making fun of something that you want to make fun of, but it's also like there are subtle commentaries on uh, on. Um, well, I'll give this away because you probably already know. There are subtle commentaries on the musical genre and mm-hmm. on musicals as they've been made for seventy years nice. that are so intelligent, like. Like almost, I'm a big fan of Guys and Dolls, and there's something that happens in this in that movie that kind of, like, it makes me second guess the way I interpret one of the songs in Guys and Dolls because it might be kind of sexist. <laughs> like, like it's so it's so good. Um, and, yeah, and so, Alison Brie is amazing. So just gonna say, watch Community. Absolutely. And I, you know, my favorite episode actually so far this year. You could, it's close. I love the Batman episode, which yeah. we just talked about. But I also love the Dean Pelton where he's shooting commercial. And yeah. where uh, Jeff tries to be super gay like the Dean. Yeah. And he thinks it's the greatest performance ever. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I love so Dean great. Pelton. And he is. Dean-a-ling-a-ling-ling. He pulls <laughs> off an amazing he does. Dean Pelton. Did you know uh, Joel McHale majored in acting? I didn't know that. I read yeah. that about him the other day. Wow. Um, yeah. He's really good at it. You know, so I shows. did, I forget, in the real news, did you see the new Spider-Man poster? No. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. It's uh, Andrew Garfield hanging on a wall, and his shadow's casting the Spider-Man logo. Yeah. And it says at the bottom, the untold story. So it really isn't um, a reboot. It's telling basically a part... It's trying to tell like those that little hey, bit that you... guess what? You missed this part when Spider-Man was in high school. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, 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 it makes it a little more interesting, and it's kind of a cool poster. Cool. So yeah, it's interesting. I think they literally just put it out before we went and saw the movie because it's all over my Facebook page and Twitter. Oh, weird. Yeah, because I can't find it on on Google yet, so it's it's it must not be. Uh, if you go to Superhero High, and... it's it's like their story. Um, sure thing. I'll get I'll get there eventually. Cool. So hey, we saw the Sitter this week. James, should people go see the Sitter? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or you, I mean, you can wait till and rent it, but. I think you should definitely check it out. Sometime. I think so too. I think the sitter is pretty funny. Roll trailer. Hey, maybe Brad, you should find the red band trailer. <laughs> Roll trailer. Oh yeah, probably. Noah. Mrs. Padula. You're such a nice guy for filling in like this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get over. Bring him in for a hug, babe. Oh. What are we doing? Kids, this is Noah. He's going to be your babysitter tonight, okay? You guys are going to have a ton of fun, and we'll be back no later than one o'clock. Cool. Fuck this job. Hey, Noah, do you like to smell pretty? What's that, sweetheart? Oh, you sprayed perfume in my fucking mouth. What's your problem? My real babysitter, Nancy, she does what I want her to do. You know what? I'm not a real babysitter. What's up, you little tampon? I'm more of a sit on the couch, eat a burrito, do whatever I say or I'll kill you type of babysitter. Kayate! Hey, you Kayate motherfucker! Eat you, Mama Tommy. I tea. Fuck you, Mama Tommy. I hate you. I fucking hate you, too. I'll destroy you. Oh! Hi! I'm at a party. Do you want to come? I probably shouldn't. I was thinking we could have sex. Yeah, maybe I, I, could, I could work something out. Where are we going? Why don't we play the shut the fuck up game? First person not to shut the fuck up loses. Ready? Go. Uh-oh. I sure did. Oh, Would you mind picking up some party favors on your way? Trick or treat. Smell my feet. I be beat now. Did you bring a little ass kid to a drug deal? Oye, Fonzie. Habano está abajo de la escalera. You know this ain't no place for no kids. These aren't kids. These are little people. This woman's 48 years old. Hi. I'm a grandma. 
All right. What's your name, baby? They call me Soul, Soul Baby. Soul Baby? Yeah. Keep it in control, baby. Tears, no fears, man. Is that right? Respect it, don't neglect it. All right, my brother. Treat it, don't beat it, my All man. All right, baby. You're a badass motherfucker. What's up, white boy? I'm here for my minivan. What's up? Look, homie, we got beef. You understand that? Just give me the keys. Step back, homie. This ain't where you belong. All right, you're going to listen to me. I've been stuck babysitting these three kids. We have to go. Don't you fuck with me, Rodrigo. I was talking to buying cocaine for my girlfriend. You stole from me. I'll take your fucking eyes out. And making her happy is probably going to get me killed. And I came here for my motherfucking keys to my motherfucking minivan, and that's what's up. <laughs> Fucking love you right now. I'm okay. I'm okay. I like your style, you did. I appreciate that. Thank you. If we ever need a crazy ass white boy to get punched in the face by motherfuckers, I'ma call you. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean. Listen, let me holler at you for a second. I just want to throw a monster shot out back at you, my man. I don't understand what the fuck that is, but it sounds good though. It's all good, baby. Peace to you. I fucking love you, dog. So I always think the hardest movies for us to talk about are comedies because you have to, they're all, you know, talking about jokes and stuff like that. But Yeah, um, like, because you don't want to just sit here and repeat all the jokes. Exactly. Um, so, but I, I will say this about the movie, it had a little more heart in it than I thought it would. Absolutely it did. And, yeah. but, but either, at the same time, the opening was kind of cool. Um, in a goofy way where he's going down on his girlfriend. But, yeah. but the scene shot really uh, cool. Yeah, like it's, you, weird, you, it's shot like the opening of a movie, but it's also really weird and awkward. Yeah, because you know, you, obviously you know she's getting pleasured, but it's showing all these pictures of this other guy this who's other not guy the main character. Who's not the main character. Yeah, that's right. That's so weird. Which makes more sense when you, as the movie comes yeah. to the climax. You know, but it, it, you're like, who the fuck is this Rick? What was his name? San, Santana or something like that? <laughs> Carlos. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. Rick something. Um, and anyways, is Jonah Hill going down on his girlfriend? And then he asked her for a blowjob. It's pretty funny because it's really awkward. Yeah, and, it's a horribly awkward scene. And Oh, man. from And, and, it, and it sets up, it's like, it sets up those characters really well because it's, it, you know, there are plenty of like this kind of movie, but this one starts with our main character is kind of a worthless dick. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend that he's doing all of this for is a horrible piece of shit human being. Yeah. You know? So, like, you're not at all on their side, but you're watching yeah. him make these horrible decisions. And that aspect of it is <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You know? And that's where you're saying the heart comes from is that then, of course, as exactly. things go on, he, you know. It, you know, and it even starts earlier because lessons. You, you, um, Jonah Hill is always funny. It's kind of, you know what's bizarre is seeing him uh, in the 21 Jump Street trailer because he's so skinny now. Oh, yeah. and I, He looks like a different person. How, I don't know how much. He's probably lost almost 100 pounds, it seems like. Yeah, it's weird. Um, this, is a, this is his last fat movie. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because I remember reading Chris Farley's biography and they he was always worried if he lost too much weight, would he be cast in movies anymore because that's like his shtick. It's his go-to thing. Yeah. And so he was always afraid. He said, hey, if I lose too... Because actually, if you watch Chris Farley's movies, in Tommy Boy, he's actually not... He's big, but he's not too big. Black Sheep, he's not too big. And then Beverly Hills Ninja, he starts, like, bloating. And then uh, he makes his last movie, uh, Almost Heroes, and he dies. And he's... It's also the drugs and alcohol. Yeah, that's what... I mean, killed him, obviously, but... <laughs> I mean... I, I was reading... He that would, that he makes would you gain eat weight. whole pizzas and drink tons of beer oh, and man. then do tons of drugs. Yeah. Um, but anyways... It's not good for you, kids. So, yeah, so uh, it's good that John Hill's lost weight, but... Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it starts off and he comes home, he's kind of a dick to his mom, and then oh, he realizes yeah. that his mom's going to be happy, and he decides to babysit these kids, and the kids are pretty They're, good in it. Honestly, they, like, my, my biggest problem with the movie is that it's sort of, you know, a cut-and-paste, kind, this kind of movie, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, well, yeah, you can string any of these scenes together and things go wrong, and like, oh, there's drug dealers or whatever, and it's supposed to be wacky and crazy, and some of that stuff is really funny, but it, it feels very played out, mm. but the kids are what save this movie for yeah. me. Like, that and those Sam kids Rockwell. are so... Well, yeah, Sam Rockwell's <laughs> really Sam good, too. Rockwell. He's but so funny in movies. One of the one of the cutest little girls, mm-hmm. uh, Max Red Records, who plays... Uh, he was in Where the Wild Things Are, and then he yep. plays the little kid in this movie, is amazing, with 
with a story that uh, you didn't expect. Is, yeah, you didn't expect it at all. You didn't expect them to treat it with as much respect as they do. Yep. Um, way more respect than I don't know Glee does. Um, exactly. And it was. It's just. It's magnificent. I, I. And you. Yeah. It's. It's unexpected. as part of what very unexpected. Um, and, I, and, again, and funny. I. You know. I don't want to gloss over the fact that there are a lot of times that I've really laughed at this. Oh movie. yeah. You know. I loved um, Sam Rockwell's. Uh, is it the drug dealer in the movie? But going to see him, he. He drug deals out of this totally gay, uh, like uh, gym. Yeah, but there's dudes like that are making sparks and dudes with sledgehammers. Yeah, there's dudes like tearing down cement walls just for no to reason. Be, it's like it's supposed to be gay. It's, I don't know. It it's was weird, really bizarre. And then when they're trying to get away in this. <laughs> the van full of them comes out and they all have sledgehammers and they're all these ripped guys. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. it's almost so surreal that yeah. you you don't get it, but it's. It's a funny movie, and I, I don't know how much more time we can spend on it because I don't know really what to talk about in it. Yeah, but it's because we can't give away, you know, because you don't it, want to give away jokes you know, and stuff like that. And but. you don't, you don't want to give away um, the kids' growth as characters and how Jonah Hill kind of redeems himself mm-hmm. through it. And but you know, there's the great scene with Max Records um, when he explains that he's not different, and then there's the uh, the little girl, and it's priceless and. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just some scenes that just really work for me in it. And, you know, I love when he goes into the pool hall with all the black people. And he's some in sort of, like, a gangster zone, but he's not making any sense. And oh yeah, and the oh, black people kind of go the, along with it. What is it he says at the end about, I just want to do a mega shout-out to you? And the guy's yeah. like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. Yeah, he's like uh, monster or something. Or, yeah, like, monster shout-out. Monster shout-out. Like, I don't uh, know what you mean, but you're which, fucking cool. That whole section... Totally racist. Yeah. Like, bizarrely racist, but in a way that was like, okay, all right, this is funny, you know? You're okay. <laughs> Actually, you know one of my favorite jokes in the movie is? is because there's so many cliches that the cops saw him run the red light, and they pull him over, oh, yeah. and they, they search him, and they find that he has cocaine on him, he has diamonds, and then the cops tell him to go wait by the car, and then they take all the stuff, and like, party! And they <laughs> drive away. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, it was good. It was, it was really good. Bizarrely funny. Uh, um, I do want to point out, though, like, at the beginning when the trailers were running, it said, directed by David Gordon Green, and I went, I know that name. Who is that guy? And it almost bugged me the whole movie. David Gordon Green, um, he directed The Pineapple Express, and mm-hmm. he's directed some East Mounted Down, he directed Your Highness last year. Um, so he's been doing a lot of these kind of comedies in the past, and honestly, like... From a directorial standpoint, I think this is his weakest one. Like, yeah. things are shot kind of weird. And it I think is weird. The, the pacing is off. I almost feel like somebody messed with it. Um, but I do want to bring up, this guy made movies. Uh, he made All the Real Girls, Undertow, and Snow Angels. All the Real Girls is an absolutely amazing sort of romantic drama. That is, It was sort of the movie that got him a whole lot of um, attention. That It's got Zoe Deschanel and this other guy, and it's really about sort of this breakup and this guy getting through it and it's a it's a great serious movie a really good indie yeah. movie that nobody talks about and I kind of want him to make one of those again uh, um, yeah, that's makes especially sense. after yeah. this one because this one really feels like hey you remember those other comedies here's more of those jokes and it, it um, kind of have an in joke where you see James Franco in a soap opera in the yeah 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 <laughs> they even put James Franco in this yeah. movie so it's um, pretty funny but yeah it was really it was good I mean it, yeah it's not on the level of like a pineapple express for me which is really just very close to my heart for some reason. Really? But, well, not close to... I mean, I love that movie. I think it's really funny. It's uh, okay. Close to my heart sounds like I'm emotionally attached to it. Which <laughs> it I'm does. Not. But uh, I was just explaining, like, I'm not... I think Pineapple Express is, is better, but that doesn't mean this movie's not good, I guess is what I was yeah, trying to say. It actually surprised me. I mean, I knew it would be funny because I like Jonah Hill, and I knew, I knew the kind of comedies he does. Mm-hmm. But it, it surprised me. Um, yeah. There's some real... You know, heartfelt moments. Is it my top ten this year? No, but no. I mean, it's. it's still, I'll watch it again. I think oh, it's, yeah. it's. You know, maybe yeah. I'll get it for a gift. You know, yeah, Who knows? sure. Um, yeah, it was a good one. So hey, uh, I'm gonna put the shout out here real quick. Um, we're gonna do our year end movie um, spectacular coming up in a couple weeks. Um, I want hopefully our listeners to send us their favorite movies. We can discuss them there too. Oh, that would be cool. Um, so maybe hey, email us at realnerds at gmail realnerds at gmail.com email us your favorite movies I was also thinking that maybe we could um, do our favorite performer of the year kind of favorite actor um, favorite character um, yeah things like that a couple maybe, of those yeah, yeah expanded sure. a little bit instead of just doing a, a list I mean we'll still do the list for our favorite movies but I think it'd be yeah. fun um, to say hey you know this is the best villain of the year this is the guy who 
spoke to me. This is the most understated performance of the year. People aren't talking about it, but it's my favorite performance of the year. Something like that I think would be kind of fun. For um, sure. I think I already know who our favorite actor is going to be. I, I have one already. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure mine is is uh, the same as yours. He's actually in two of my favorite movies this year. I know. Um, I know. I know. We're totally on the same we page. We are on the same page. I mean, I don't know that he's my favorite actor, but he's he has changed. Uh, oh, he dude. has completely changed how we see him. Uh, yeah. And it's been amazing. In two totally different movies. And if you've been listening to our podcast, you already know who we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, sh- um, I'm going to put it out on Twitter, and I'll put it on our Facebook page. Um, you know, shoot us what you liked this year, what you didn't like. Um, because if you write us something about it, we'll read it. Exactly. If you write write us anything, I will read it on air, as Aaron has found out. Uh, if we get, I, I think if we get a whole lot of them, we should. We'll do two shows. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll guarantee if you write you, us something you, that we actually think is good, we'll read it on the yeah, air. Yeah. If you actually, write if you write us something if, shitty, we'll read it. On if the air. you read it, send us anything. I will read it on the air. I'll make that promise to our listeners. <laughs> um, but we'll yeah, get, I. You know, so I think that'd be fun to kind of change it up and you know still do our top ten movies of the year for sure, but also still have the things that we kind of look forward to. Um, so yeah, next week I'm I want to see Ghost Protocol, um, yeah, Mission Impossible for sure. at IMAX. I, what else? Do you know what else opens next week? Well, next week is also Sherlock Holmes, and I'll um, see Sherlock Holmes too. So I'll see two movies next week. Yeah, I'll see it. Next, I, I mean, I, I won't see it Friday, but I'll see it probably sometime that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look forward to our Mission Impossible. Um, I, I, I might have to get tickets for that. I don't know. Um, oh, do you, it's, do you it, think it's going to sell out really Well, quick? it's only in one theater in Wait, Colorado. what do you mean it's only in one it's theater? It's only in the Colorado Boulevard Theater. It's really weird how the release schedule is. Um, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, if you're listening to this, and it's you have an IMAX in your... Um, well, it might be at the Mills, but if you have an IMAX theater in your town, the 16th, is it, you can only see Ghost Protocol in IMAX. Weird. Um, then the next week, the 23rd, it releases nationwide. Oh, okay. So it's a kind of an interesting release schedule. So um, that's a movie I want to see next week. So um, I'll check it out, see if we can get to it. If not, we'll see Sherlock Holmes. Sure thing. Um, but yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Like us, please. You can also follow us on Twitter, Real underscore Nerds. You can email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Please email us your favorite movies of the year, your least favorite movies of the year, and we will talk about it on our next podcast. Um, and hopefully Brad will be on our next one. I think he will be. Um, So I'm Ryan. I'm James. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.